This is Quotations, a podcast about words, written and spoken throughout history. If you can fill the unforgiving minute with 60 seconds worth of distance run, we shall fight in the hills. We shall never surrender. No matter where you're from, your dreams are valid. The Pale Blue Dot, the only home we've ever known. Hello and welcome to Quotations. I'm Matthew Monroe. Here's today's quote. Quote, Reading is not only an honorable excuse to hunker down in a hammock or air-conditioned quarters, it's an excellent antidote to the sense of loneliness, confusion, and dislocation that still lurks. To me, reading is grounding. Stories are solace. My bookshelves are extensions of my DNA. My scattered stacks of novels and nonfiction, poetry and memoirs, tell me who I am. Books and the stories they reveal, the histories they hold, are mileposts and map pins of my inner GPS. Dog-eared pages are breadcrumbs leading me back to myself. End quote. Those are the words of freelance writer and contributor to numerous national and regional publications, Stephanie Hunt. Stephanie has written for Veranda, Southern Living, Lux, Garden and Gun, Coastal Living, and she's the editor-at-large for the Charleston Magazine. She's the author of Veranda, At Home in the South, and the soon-to-be-published book, Simply Chic, which comes out this fall. She is on the board of the OM Radio and Media Reform of South Carolina, which produces Charleston's only non-profit, non-commercial community radio station. That's OM Radio 96.3 FM. She also hosts a monthly arts and culture radio show, and, as if that weren't enough, she also leads monthly creative writing workshops. Clearly, she's a Southern gal, if I may say so, and a busy one at that. And I'd like to take a minute to point out that Stephanie did something that many have not. And while it sounds like a small thing, to me, it's not. See, in researching this, there wasn't a lot to be found. The article is great, and I'll talk about that in a moment. But this happens from time to time. And when I run into these roadblocks, if I'm fortunate enough to be researching someone who is still alive, as you know, many of our quotes come from people who are no longer amongst the living, I try to reach out if I can, try to find the contact information for a person, reach out to ask for a little bit of additional context. So I found Stephanie's contact info from her website, and I sent her a note, and, drumroll please, she responded. And she did so quickly, which sounds small, even human, I guess. But I've reached out to many people for this show, not even for an interview, but sometimes just to clarify. A lot of times there's conflicting information, And I try to clarify before I bring it to you, the listener, so that you have the clearest picture of the origins of a quote. And unfortunately, very few actually respond. And I get it, this is a small podcast, whatever, but Stephanie didn't do that. So thank you, Stephanie, if you listen to this. That was very kind and very generous of you to donate your time that way. And if you've been listening for some time, you know that many of my quotes come from books. And that is simply because I really enjoy reading. I love to read. And I don't get to do it nearly as much as I'd like, but I do read every day, even if it's just a little. And I absolutely see how people retire and then spend a large portion of their time just reading. It saddens me when I think about it to acknowledge that there are many more books than I could ever hope to read, even if that's all I did for the rest of my life. So Stephanie's quote leapt from the page at me. And here I found words of someone who gets it like I do. 
And that's not to say other people don't, but somebody that understands the value in reading. Books, as Carl Sagan noted, are amazing in that they can reach through time and convey both meaning and importance to us. And Stephanie's quote is a reminder of that to me. I can't count the number of times that I've read a book and taken something extremely valuable or many extremely valuable things away from it. I've sat through a lot of speeches. Being in the military, I have heard a lot of commanders talk to troops. I have heard CEOs talk to companies. I've sat through commencement speeches and training seminars. And without fail, the things that I remember from those are very few and far between. And you know, listener, if you've been listening for any length of time, that I pay very close attention to what is said, because I'm always looking for that next amazing set of words that I can adopt, something that I can take away. But yet in all of those speeches that I've sat through, they don't stick with me the way words from books do. Perhaps it's because books are consumed at a slower pace, so there's more time to process. Perhaps it's because authors are able to spend much, much more time crafting their words than any speechwriter impromptu or professional, possibly could. And that's not to say that there aren't good speakers out there, because there certainly are. We cover them regularly on this show. But books have a magic about them. There's something interesting. And you're going to hear me say the word magic a lot in this podcast, and it's not because, as you know, that I believe in magic, but books have a certain power to them, is perhaps another way to put it. And Stephanie seems to understand that at the core of her being, which I appreciate. So let me read her quote for you one more time, and then we're going to explore it just a bit for some deeper meaning. Here's the quote again. Quote, Reading is not only an honorable excuse to hunker down in a hammock or air-conditioned quarters. It's an excellent antidote to the sense of loneliness, confusion, and dislocation that still lurks. To me, reading is grounding. Stories are solace. My bookshelves are extensions of my DNA. My scattered stacks of novels and nonfiction, poetry and memoirs tell me who I am. Books and the stories they reveal, the histories they hold, are mileposts and map pins of my inner GPS. Dog-eared pages are breadcrumbs leading me back to myself. End quote. And this comes from an article that she wrote that I found in the Charleston City Paper from 2018. I read a lot of stuff, like I said. And the article is titled, Here's a Nod to Reading as a Radical Act of Resistance. And in that article, she talks fondly of how books connect us across time and space. For her, the right book reminds her of her time with her dad. For me, I can be transported to far-off historical events and battles and lands of fiction. And she goes on to say something else that I love almost as much as today's quote as well. She calls reading, quote, an invitation to stretch the boundaries of our limited experience, end quote. And that's incredibly profound. And I just said that we only have so much time. There are only so many books that you could ever hope to consume in your life, no matter how avid a reader or listener you happen to be. We can't be everywhere at once. We can only generally consume one book at a time. We can't even be two places at once. But yet every place has something happening. There is something interesting going on for someone somewhere in some city in a far-off land that you may never visit. And even if we seek out new experiences and never do the same thing or visit the same place twice, we're limited. We're limited by the amount of time that we have. But books can help us bridge those gaps. Have you ever been to the Shire? No, me either. Try reading Lord of the Rings. 
Curious about naval battles in World War II? Read Neptune's Inferno. Want to observe the slave experience? Uncle Tom's Cabin will give that to you. And if you sit and read or even listen to those books, you're transported. Again, it's almost magical. If you've ever sat with a book and lost all track of time, or even forgot that you were reading at all, then you know what I'm talking about. And it's hard to be lonely, surrounded by vivid and well-written characters, whether they're real or imagined. There's something interesting about following around Frodo Baggins in Lord of the Rings, to use that as an example. To see the adventures, to wonder what it would be like were you to travel and, and fight for survival next to elves and dwarves. And if fantasy books aren't your thing, there's plenty of nonfiction books that will transport you to other times and places through the modern day to help you understand things that you wouldn't otherwise be able to understand. Good authors have a way of being able to bring to you a world that is not your own and to take you on a journey to another place, another time, another era, another country, another town, in another person's shoes. And in that way, even though you're limited not only on time, but we don't have endless amounts of cash to travel and see the world, you can get those experiences from a well-written book. And Stephanie does something else in her quote that I really like. She compares books to being part of her DNA. And that's pretty spot on. If you recall a few episodes ago, we talked about you being the five people that you spend the most time with. Again, spouses, friends, co-workers, family members, etc. And that's true, that those people will help to craft who you are, because you'll adopt little personality traits and quirks and mannerisms and sayings from those people. But if you've ever heard the analogy of the professor who takes a jar, and in that jar fills it with ping-pong balls, and presents that jar to the class and says, is the jar full? And the answer is, yes, in a way. Well then, the same professor takes and pours sand in around, filling up all the spaces between the ping-pong balls. So clearly there was still some more room. And then asks, is the jar full? And the answer is, well, yes, the jar's full. Well then, the same professor takes a pitcher of water, or depending on the story you've read, maybe it's coffee, and pours that into the jar. And that fills up all the spaces left between the particles of sand. And then asks, is the jar full? And at that point, filled to the brim with water, sand, and ping pong balls, that jar is pretty full at that point. So if you consider those five people that you interact with the most to be the ping pong balls, perhaps the observations and things that you have throughout the day are the sand. Books can be that water or that coffee that fills in all those additional voids. And so sprinkled in there are all these additional opportunities to expand yourself, to grow. Books can challenge us, and they can beget change in that way. They can guide us to improve ourselves, our relationships, our positions, our beliefs, and our arguments. Books really are incredible. And to Stephanie and everyone who's ever taken the countless hours, days, weeks, months, or years even, to write a book, I think I speak for all of the listeners when I say thank you. Because through them, we're able to see a different way of life. We're able to experience something 
that we wouldn't otherwise be able to experience, be it in our time or someone else's time. And that is truly magical. So again, thank you to them. So as you depart the podcast today, I hope that you take with you the urging, although I haven't said it officially yet, to read, to pick up a book. If you don't consider yourself a reader, I would encourage you to give it another try. Perhaps you're not the strongest reader. Many people aren't. And that's okay. The nice thing about a book is nobody has to know how slow or fast you're consuming it. If it takes you a year to finish a book that somebody may consume in one sitting in a weekend, that's okay. Provided it's something that you're interested in. Something that draws you. Something that entices you. Something that interests you to the point where you lose yourself in it. You become consumed by the words. They can help to become, as Stephanie says, mileposts and map pins that guide you back to yourself via your inner GPS. They can reorient you to things that you otherwise wouldn't experience, wouldn't know, wouldn't take the time to understand. And if you're interested in knowing more about Stephanie or her books, you can find her on her website, which is Stephanie Hunt Writes. That's Stephanie with a PH, mind you. Or you can follow her on Instagram at Steph Hunt Writes. And I encourage you to do so. Now, having said that, I would urge you to stop listening to me for just a moment. Go pick up your favorite book, or any book, and read. Until next time, I'm Matthew Monroe. This is Quotations, and thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode and would like to hear more, please subscribe in your favorite podcast app, or visit me at quotationspod.com to download and listen. Please also take a moment to recommend the podcast to a friend. That's a huge help. You can tweet at me at quotationspod. Send me an email to quotationspod at gmail.com. Find me on Instagram at quotationspod or join the conversation on Facebook at quotationspod. I look forward to hearing from you, welcome your feedback, and thanks as always for listening.